Our learning objective is to describe the general characteristics of corporate bonds. Corporations are the largest issuers of bonds. Corporate bonds are much more complex than government bonds because there is varying degrees of risk as to whether or not the issuer will in fact pay interest and principal when due. And on top of that, there will usually be some sort of collateral. So when analyzing a corporate bond, you need to understand the issues related to collateral as well as uh, understanding the overall riskiness of the issuing company. The simplest corporate bond is referred to as a debenture. A debenture is a long-term obligation that represents nothing more than a general claim against the borrower's assets. In other words, there is no collateral on a debenture. So in the event of default, the bondholder uh, has nothing more than a claim against the general assets of the firm. The bondholder is a general creditor. There is no claim against any specific assets. Collateralized bonds uh, fall into three broad groups mortgage bonds, equipment trust certificates, and collateralized trust certificates. Mortgage bonds will have plant and equipment pledged as <coughs> collateral. Equipment trust certificates are nothing more than lease arrangements on rolling stock. So they are used in the uh, railroad industry and the airline industry. Collateralized trust certificates have other securities pledged as collateral. The most common of the collateralized bonds are, are the mortgage bonds. There can be quite a bit of variation with regard to the coupon rates on bond. The coupon rate is the annual interest payment on the bond. Coupon and interest payment are synonymous. The first variation you can have is a zero coupon bond, which means the issuer will pay no annual interest. These bonds are normally issued at a substantial discount, and then the issuer, the, excuse me, the investor, would hold the bonds to maturity and receive back face value and then that difference is interest income. There are also original issue discount bonds, which are a cross between the zero coupon and a standard coupon bond. That is, the coupon rate is a rate that is set below the, the current market rate at the time the bond is issued. And as a result, it will be issued at a price less than the par value, but it will not be issued at a price that a comparable zero would be issued at. So you get some built-in price appreciation and you get some interest payment. Uh, there are also uh, corporate bonds in which uh, there are changes in the interest, the coupon rate over time. These include floating rate notes, adjustable rate securities, and reset bonds. 
and they all have slightly different ways in which the adjustment is done. Finally, one should be familiar with the concept of income bonds. Income bonds sound like they must be pretty safe securities, but actually it's the opposite. An income bond is the only type of corporate bond in which the interest payment is not a legal obligation. The interest in an income bond, the company says, we will pay you interest only if we earn enough money to make the interest payment. Income bonds are normally issued in a bankruptcy reorganization process. There can also be some variations with regard to maturity provisions on bonds. The standard bond has a fixed maturity date. Well, bonds can be convertible, which means the investor at his or her own option can convert the bond into a specified number of shares of common stock. Most bonds have a call feature. A call feature allows the issuer to buy back the bond at a predetermined price. And that is referred to as the call price. Now the call price will always be set above the par value. So the difference between the call price and the par value is referred to as the call premium. When you have convertible bonds that are callable, if the price of the common stock has done well, and as a result the price of the convertible bond is trading substantially above the call price on the bond, the issuer can require what is known as forced conversion. That is, they could then call the bond and the investor is left with submitting the bond and receiving the call price or converting the bond and receiving a substantially greater value of common stock. So there is, of course, no real choice here. So normally we say convertible bonds are convertible at the choice of the investor, but there are occasions where the issuer can, in effect, force the conversion. Sometimes you will encounter serial bonds where you have one bond issue, but different bonds within that issue will have different maturity dates. Serial bonds are most commonly used by municipalities. Bonds will sometimes have sinking funds, and in a sinking fund, the issuer agrees to set aside a certain amount of money on a regular basis to assure ultimate retirement of the bond. Now, a sinking fund can work in several ways. One is that the money can be turned over to the trustee and the trustee can use that money, uh, invest that money in treasury securities. So you have a safe investment to guarantee uh, the money will be available to pay off the bond at maturity. In other cases, a sinking fund may actually, uh, the trustee may actually use the money to go out and buy the bonds in the marketplace. And so, uh, and, and when, the, when that happens, it's usually the case that the bond will be uh, trading at a price that is below par. So it would represent a, a windfall gain for the issuer. Some bonds come with death puts. 
In a death put, if the bondholder dies and owns the bond, then the trustee, the executor of the estate, can sell those bonds back to the corporation at the uh, par value. When bonds are publicly traded, they need to be rated by one of the recognized rating firms. And the ratings have to do with the probability of the company making the interest and principal payments when due. The rating categories are uh, divided into two broad groups. One is the investment grade category. One of the rating agencies is Standard & Poor's and they use capital letters for their ratings. So the highest rated bond would be AAA, all capital letters. The next highest, AA and then single A, and then they go to triple B. So for Standard & Poor's, investment grade bonds are rated anything from AAA down to triple B and this means that these are considered reasonably safe and prudent. Moody's, another major rating agency, combines uh, a capital letter with lower case. So although the Moody's top rating is AAA, it's capital A, small a, small a, and the lowest investment grade for Moody's is BAA, capital B, small a, small a. Anything lower than triple B or BAA rating is referred to as a junk bond, which means there is substantial risk as to uh, the company missing interest or principal payments. And so junk bond ratings start with double B, in the case of Standard & Poor, or BA for Moody's, and proceed down from there. The uh, rating agencies will also use pluses and minuses to give further definition to the quality of the bond. Now, when you trade bonds, they are traded with accrued interest. Most bonds, virtually all bonds, pay interest on a semi-annual basis. And so if you buy a bond midway between the interest payment dates, that is, it's a six-month interval, so you, if you buy the bond three months after the last interest payment, you will have to pay to the seller one-half of the projected next interest payment. So it, it really becomes immaterial as to when you buy a bond with regard to the interest payments, because if you buy a bond prior to an interest payment date, you pay the accrued interest when the next interest payment is made, you then receive the full six months worth of interest and that will uh, recoup the interest that you paid out and provide you with the interest for the balance uh, of that payment period. The one exception is if the uh, company itself has notified the exchange where the bond is traded that they are defaulting on the interest payment and then these bonds are designated as trading flat. So a bond that is trading flat has no accrued interest associated with it and of course it means that these are highly risky securities. The worst case uh, in bond trading is if you pay accrued interest and then the bond goes flat.
let's consider some true-false questions. Debentures do not have specific properties serving as collateral, rather they are backed by the full faith and credit of the issuer. Again, that's true. The strongest bond rating is A+. Well, in coursework, normally the top grade is A+, but actually in the world of bond ratings, A+, is good, it's not great. The top rating would be AAA. A death put allows bondholders to receive back par value if the company enters Chapter 7 bankruptcy. That one would be false because the death put has to do with the death of the investor, not the death of the firm.